mediocre, pretty all right. Um, yeah. What about you? I am so like I'm so beyond being pissed off. I don't even know what it is I feel anymore. Um, we lost another one last night to the fucking cowardly cops, and I'm angry. But this time it happened in LA. Do you know? Do you know like where it was, or was it like South Central amidst a protest, or was it a separate thing? Like, so this is what happened was this is the first it was a man drive riding his bicycle in South Central. He was stopped by the police, and he ran, and they shot him multiple times, killing him, and they left his body on the sidewalk face down. There was an immediate action last night. People went to the scene immediately. Jesus. And they want to act like this shit is not happening. Like, everything that is going on is so wild that it does feel like it's fake, but it is real. And that man lost his life because a cop was threatened by him being big and black. You know? It's that simple. That was the threat. And now we have to react. What's the plan? Is there more protests going on? Is there... There's more protests going on, but I think it's going to be a little bit of everything. I mean, I already saw this week people like shops in West Hollywood have been boarding up their windows again. So that's a sign. Um, I don't know, man. This is like really living in some kind of beef or vendetta. I guess what it feels like. It feels like we're really living in a revolution and, like, all these horrible things are going to keep happening. And then we have the ultimate dictatorship happening just right before our eyes. A racist, fucking prejudiced leader who's proud of his white supremacist. But people are going to start reacting. Like, this is the difference. You don't do this shit in L.A. and think that people are not going to be in the streets. This We're known for our riots. <laughs> we're known for people reacting to some injustice. This guy is from the neighborhood. Like, they all know him. They are making it very clear that they have this power and they think they're in control, but they're not. And people are going to start getting radical. More radical. They have to. There's no way it's not going to happen now. Like, I'm just like, especially today, I'm just trying to figure out how this day is going to go. Every one hour at a time. Because I have a feeling that shit's going to get a little messy. Oh, shit. So, that's where we're at. Again, like always. Yeah, I had a thought at the grocery store today that freaked me out. I was like, even if the Democrats win this presidential election, like, this shit's not going to stop. The, the mayhem? Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to... Everything's not going to just, like, go back to, like, calm down. It's just going to be... We've got a much more serious issue on our hands than I think every anybody's really understanding or talking about. And it's just... This is a true human problem. And they're, they're 
taking out anger on human bodies, on our bodies. And I'm just, you know, today I woke up and I saw that happen and I'm just like, part of me felt sad because I wasn't surprised. But right before I had woken up and I decided I was going to share this image of my siblings and I and my parents from when I was probably like five or six and we had these born again African shirts on and I I was writing out this like post about it and just explaining like what it's like to be a black child and to be a black child who that little black girl did not think in her 30s she'd be doing what she's doing now that little black girl was like oh yeah we're on we're turning a corner you know like I've have you ever read Malcolm X's autobiography no it's really it's amazing it's like his speeches but there's one the thing about it that like is kind of heartbreaking is he talks about how we're on the turn we're on the path things are changing now and it sucks that that was in the 60s and like things have not changed they've gotten worse They've gotten worse, and cowards have been exposed, but that doesn't stop it from happening. It's not like it's like, oh, yeah, LAPD has a problem shooting unarmed black people. It's every force in this fucking country. So, you know, what are you, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? We... We are solely asking to be accepted as humans and to exist in this world. That's it. And people are mad about it. And why are we so big? Because we were bred to be. Those are those same big guys that they're shooting that are intimidating them were the same big guys who would have been slaves in the fields. They were bred to be big and beautiful and strong. And now they're fucking just taking them out whenever they feel like it. It's not right. And it can't continue. Like, people are going to die. It's a fact. But at least their deaths won't be in vain. You know, this will be... It's getting really tense. And L.A. is going to be a different L.A. today. Are you going to go out? Yeah, I was going to, um, originally, I was going to sit at home and paint all day, practice some lines, but no, I can't. I, I simply can't. I can hear all the choppers and everything again. I have to go and just make my presence known, you know, be, be there with my people and we're grieving and fucking mourning all these deaths. I can't believe they keep killing us. Like, it's sometimes unfathomable because it seems so... It seems like, oh, we're doing all this work. When that cop has that gun and he's pointing it at that black man, hopefully he thinks about what is going on right now, but they don't... They're not even living in the same world as us. Yeah, after... It's so... It's such a mindfuck. Like, there's not only are they trained to profile a certain way and to do a certain thing, they're also just weak individuals. There's a certain type of dude that goes into that 
for all the wrong reasons, you know, and they're easily trained and easy and easily un, unqualified goes unnoticed and right. mixed and with the temperature and our yes. undo unfathomable doses of the internet, which just keeps us fucking jacked up 24 seven. Like it's, it's a lot. They have a disregard for human life because they've never been taught to value it. Or and they, or they've been conditioned out of it by just the way that it's designed to do to people, you know? How can you take a life? A life. A fucking baby in a stroller to an adult walking down the street for and he got killed for being black while riding a bike. Because he looks suspicious. Why? What was so suspicious? What was so suspicious? Like, fucking ridiculous. I'll be damned if my fucking family members become a hashtag. You know, like, how many hashtags do we have to become? We need to really reform the police. Exactly. We need to reform the people who are here for civilians. And they have their civic duty is to protect. We need to reform that because what we have is not working and it has never worked. And it's proving, they're proving every day that they kill another fucking unarmed black person that they don't give a fuck. This is how it's going to be. It's like, what a slap in the face. It's like, oh yeah, we know that we do this, but guess what? We're doing it again. And then you want to allow these fucking Pecker Woods to come to protest, to protect a TJ Maxx, to protect the shit surrounding with their guns and rifles they've had since they were like 14. They're just slinging them on their backs. Dude, we're not even in the Watts riots. You know, like, they were fighting for this shit then. They've been always fighting for the end of police brutality. I just think it's probably at the tipping point, the boiling point, where enough is enough. And the way everyone reacts and responds to that is the way they're going to respond to that. But I've been telling my friends, don't wait till the last minute to have the things you need for your safety. It's not like we're going to have a month of grace period and it's like, okay, things are going to get crazy October 1st. So, like, be ready. It's like, no, be prepared to protect yourself. Be prepared to have a plan if you have to leave. Like, I live in a metropolitan city. You know, like, I have to have a plan. I'm telling my friends, have a plan. They're like, are you thinking things are going to get bad? Like, things are bad. <laughs> Wait, it's already bad. <sighs> You're so right. What has to start happening to, for you to think that it's bad? I mean, they're killing my fucking kin in the streets. Like, they're fucking animals. When is it bad? It's been bad. It's never been good. Making America great again is making America... A time where white supremacy ruled. That's what he means by great again. When was America ever great? Not for me. Not for my ancestors. Not for my elders or my nieces and nephews. 
you know, and I, people ask me all the time, like, do you want to have children? And I'm like, do I want to bring somebody into this shit? A little black son that's going to have to fucking learn at age three when he finally can process the information that he has a target on his back. And it is any age. It's not just a fucking grown black man. It's a black child. It's a black woman. It's a black disabled. It's a black veteran. It's a black fucking elderly. It's it's black. If your skin tone is dark, you are looked at like you're out here to fucking do some horrible shit. And we're being very graceful for hundreds of years. We've been super graceful. The grace of the black community is beyond any other creature on this planet. Because, you know, people are like, well, what about the Holocaust and the Jews? I'm like, yeah, the Holocaust sucked and the Jews suffered a lot. But I don't know a single Jew that's low income. I don't know a single Jew that can't get a job wherever they want. I don't know a single Jew that can't get into any college they want. I don't know a single Jew that's struggling. It's it's the whole picture is fucked up. It's the way that our healthcare system is how we're treated in the healthcare system. How black families in low-income communities, dental is not even an option. It's about how Planned Parenthood, should they feel safe going there because they were sterilizing black women in the fucking 80s. So like all these things, these are our options. Send your kids to a, a, a good school so they can learn lies about who they actually are so they can learn nothing about their culture. They're going to learn about Martin Luther King Jr. and Obama. George Washington Carver, probably. Yeah, you're going to get a little G, GWC. And that's that's our black history. There you go. But like, like, how dare you talk about civil rights like it wasn't yesterday? How dare you talk about Martin Luther King Jr. like his children aren't still alive. That wasn't that long ago. But they don't teach you about Malcolm X because he was liberating black people. You know, Martin Luther King Jr., I love him, bless him. He did a lot for us. But he was also still a Christian, and he was also still playing by a white man's rules. And they shot him, too. And they fucking shot him, too. All this gun violence, all this... It's like, go hand-to-hand with one of these black dudes in the street. We'll see how long you last. Because you guys bred us to be strong. Black women have a completely different pain threshold because of our DNA, because of years of mutilation and fucking experiments. So now we don't even feel pain the same way people do. That's an inherited gift and curse because, like, we should feel pain. You're right. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of... Like, this is the world we live in. This is our country. This is the country that... This is our country. This is an immigrant's land. It is all of ours. And there's a superior race. And they're getting away with murder on a regular basis. Amongst many other horrible, disgusting acts that 
the average human being would consider a crime. When we do crimes, we get shot in the street for, for being black. But if you have millions and billions of dollars and you do crimes, you're welcomed into the elite. How does it jump so far? Like that man killed somebody last night. If another man was not in a uniform and killed somebody last night, he would be locked up. And the only reason they're doing it is because they've done it before. It's never their first time taking a life. It's their first time being on camera. They probably played target practice with the homeless. You know, like they're fucked up. They could barricade an entire skid row and do whatever they want. Because guess what? If they put barricades up, no one's going to pass them. Some bullshit. People are like, oh, well, you can't be angry. Well, how the fuck? What do you mean? My ancestors are angry. And they're with me 24-7. We are angry. We should all be angry. It's ridiculous. Everyone should be angry. Everyone should be doing what they can to change this. We are shaping history this moment. And... You know, people who are saying things like, well, what's the point? Things aren't going to change. So if you don't think things are going to change, you're not even going to try to be on the right side of history. You know, if you don't want to protest, go talk to a racist cousin or relative that you have and and convince them to vote blue. Do some hard work. This isn't easy. It's not easy going to protest. I fucking do concern myself with dying every time I do it. Because I don't know if some asshole's gonna fucking come with a gun or drive a truck through the crowd or whatever the fuck. That's not easy. So do something hard for once in your life. Shit, last time you and I went out, we were on bikes. And we saw how that whole thing was staged. Yeah. Over and over again they tried to do it. Yeah. How the cops were, how everything was being set up. I have video of it. I have a bunch of video from that night. I'll send it yeah, to you. Yeah, I'm glad we did that night because that one was really important. That one was like, you got to see so many different layers do it. And we were out front, which was way different. Yeah. Because the first time we were in the car in the back, which was also an ama- a different experience, but. Yeah. I wish I could be there with you. It's it was it's nice when you were here because at least you fucking gave a, a shit. Like people have made it really clear that they feel like there's nothing they can do, so they're not going to do anything. And I'm like, well, don't ever talk to me again because what if it was me? Would they fucking be at home like just? doing all the normal shit again what if it was me a hashtag you have to think of it like it 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 is your family because every black person killed by these fucking bullshit cops is my family we're royal we're from the same fucking land that is blessed (laughs) Africa is a beautiful place, and if the white folks never came, it would have always stayed beautiful. These motherfuckers want to talk about billions of dollars. I'm like, how much does it cost to feed a a country? 
whatever yeah, it is, we have enough. Country. I mean, you we know, we throw country. enough. We throw away enough food to feed a country. Well, we did when before COVID, when everything was. I called somebody yesterday. I was at a restaurant. The table next to me, they had a beer. It was a vegan um, Mexican. They had the couple each had a drink, and they got a the big plate of nachos. And they ate, like, four nachos and drank their beers and left. And left this whole tray of nachos. And I'm like, as if there isn't someone starving right there. I don't give a fuck if it is COVID. They don't either. They just want to eat. Right. Because guess what? I don't see them dropping like flies from this. I've been seeing the same dudes for six months straight in COVID. Same, same homeless people. They don't have the luxury of doing anything different. Like... And they're not getting sick. Because you know why? They're actually privileged to not have to be in our fucking world. Fighting off infections off the, on the street. Yeah, that sounds... That seems like it would be an excellent place to... Yeah, I just... It, I felt real heavy this morning. I could tell and you. I felt like... It's a privilege to not be informed. <laughs> I appreciate you hitting me up and us able to do this so you can vocalize and we can hopefully have other people hear it and understand a little bit better and uh, we gotta do more we gotta do more we gotta do better you know there are no days off if you think there are days off then you have you need to really educate yourself on what it means to be a part of a revolution there are no days off you don't get to choose because it's not trending on fucking Twitter to not be involved. And if you don't want to go march, you can call any fucking... You know, the Black Lives Movement, any any social media, Instagram, whatever, shares phone numbers you can call. They share virtual protests you can attend. They share everything. There's no fucking reason to take a day off. And if you're afraid about what's going to happen, then maybe you should start doing some research. Maybe you should question what's happening within yourself. Because if you're afraid, then you have something to be concerned about. Is it your guilt? What's making you afraid? Being afraid is not an option. I don't want to die on the street, but I'm not afraid to either. I would love to live along healthy beautiful life I would love that but too but this is I can't I can't just sit, sit around it's not an option and act like this shit's not happening and now like I'm gonna I'm interested to see what happens here because my LA friends who kind of checked out on the fucking thing well it's happening in your backyard now so what are you gonna do because you think LA is going to be quiet today? I don't even know what chopper that is. <laughs> it's like mystery vehicles. I'm like, shit. One of those double propeller ones? Those. Right, hello. I see kitties in the background. Yes, my little angel child. Hi, guys. They've been good boys. Nice to see you. Uncle Tay, is that you? I miss you guys. Even though I never met you, but... Yeah, but I think you know 
To know them is to love them. <laughs> um, yay. Yeah, I need to look yeah. into figuring out how I can make a trip. I've been thinking about it more and more. It's yeah. becoming more and more. Yeah, it's... I gotta do some research and figure out. Shit is happening right now. I feel it. I don't even know what this day looks like. <laughs> because I know my city. <laughs> and I know how my city reacts to things. Was I telling you that they've been boarding up WeHo again? Yeah. They closed the Grove on Saturday and Sunday. I think it was Sunday. Yeah. They closed it early because there was a protest at Pan Pacific Park. And I'm like, they should get nervous and close every time there's a protest nearby. Good. Haha, ha, you're not going to make money. You, you, all the, those corporations. The talks, yeah, for real. It's with the NBA and the MLB last week, too. Yeah, a one-day fucking boycott, though. But I feel like we also, we can't afford to take more than one day off. You know, like... Agreed. Like, my, I have an issue right now. Like, I love LeBron James, and I think he's a great... He's a great athlete. He wants to make a point and get a message across. However, he's not educating himself. He's not... He's coming and showing up with the Malcolm X autobiography and doesn't answer the question, the, like, properly. It's like, well, what did you like about Malcolm X? He was a great man, though. About how Malcolm X was liberating black people. You talk about the, the the movement. We all know he was intelligent. That's a fucking given. Every obviously, he was he was for the liberation of black people, and he was for black people creating their own community that existed. If white folks were going to push them out forever, we need to create our own society. Or we have our own banks, and we have our own leaders, and we have our own entire, completely separate democracy. But you didn't say that. You just fucking held a Malcolm X book. You are a puppet. You took off a couple of games. And now you're back there being their fucking jigaboo, playing sports for these people. Most of these motherfuckers. I'm like, you're exactly what we're trying not to be. The the leagues would not exist without black folks. Yeah, the NBA and the N- and the NFL. That's for sure. something that we need them to feel. They that is that will be felt. These motherfuckers love their sports. It's true. But don't they don't love them for real. Same people out there on the field that they're shooting in the street. Because we are bigger and stronger and faster. Because y'all made us that way. <laughs> yeah, today's one of those days where I'm like, is it fucking noon yet? Because I need a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bomb rip and... I've been up since like 6.30, which never happens. That is early for you. Just out here in my thoughts, you know? I was surprised and slightly concerned to hear from you when I did, but I'm glad that I did. 
I was just like, I need to talk to Taylor. <laughs> I'm always here. I haven't gotten to unload yet. And I was like, my buddy, you know, my, my peeps, <laughs> who I'm allowed to unload on and also understands. Like, I was telling someone, me and Chris were talking about this yesterday. About, because my, I posted a picture of me and my nephews from Black Panther. I saw that. Um, and saw it. And it ended up being on the front page of these hashtags. Black Lives Matter, BLM, rest in peace, Chagwood Bozeman, the Black Panther, Disney Studios, Marvel, Marvel Studios. And that shit got over 14,000 likes, which has never happened on an image of mine. What? Seriously? Yes. 14,000. And I have insights because it's an artist page and it was seen over 100,000 times. Dude, that's amazing. And I was, because I, I wrote, like, you know what? I'd like to read it for the podcast. That's okay. Yeah. So this is a picture of me and my three nephews at the Black Panther movie. We're, we're doing our Wakanda forever. Check it out on they're, Instagram. At yeah. And the, in the photo, they're the ages of uh, five, seven, and 12. My Neff crew. This is my Neff crew. Three out of four. I'm the bo- the boys of the, my eldest sibling, Tina. My baby nephew was born this January to Brandy. In 2018, I was so honored to be able to share the experience of Black Panther with them. This film is important to us. The Black community is hurting over this loss because there was such an impact in, made in our lives. It really takes being Black to understand See, for us, it's more than just a movie. It's proper representation, finally, and in a blockbuster where the characters were not stereotypes. This film displays the truths of our community. We are royalty. The symbolism, the costume design, the acting, the all-black cast. Chadwick Boseman became an icon to these little boys, a true hero. They've never had a black superhero to look up to. And not only is the Black Panther a superhero, but he is also a king. To be black and excellent is our birthright. To my little kings, keep your head up. We got a lot, we got work to do, but your generation is a whole lot stronger than mine. And to all the little ones affected, your king is now your ancestor. It's all good. Legends never die. Wakanda forever. Do wop. Yes. <laughs> and people liked it. <laughs> Of course they did. I saw someone post on a on like a Chadwick Boseman post. Oh, he was just an actor, and he wasn't just Black Panther. They were just like being haters, and I'm like, he wasn't just an actor. He also played James Brown, Jackie Robinson. Yes, I mean he wasn't, and he wasn't. He had morals as a black man to only play significant roles, and all the while this man was terminally ill. He wanted to make an impact on his community, and he did it. And you know what? To my nieces and nephews, the younger ones, it is as if the actual Black Panther died. And he's the only superhero they have to look up to that is black. And if people have a problem with that, they can fuck off. Because this does matter to us. It is hurtful. We lost Kobe. It's hard. This is hard on our community. These are people who weren't the Jay-Z's. These are people who weren't the Obamas. These are people who were trying to make a difference for our people, specifically. Like, Kobe, 
If Nipsey. he was here, if Kobe was here in the fucking NBA, he would not have played a single game. Because he knows the league would have shut down without him. He knows there would have been an impact. Like, these, these leaders we have, so-called leaders in the black community with money, all they want to do is flood from their money. That they don't even share with us. You know how much a pair of new Jordans costs? That's Michael Jordan's name on it. He's selling black kids hundreds of dollars a pair for shoes. But Shaq gets shit because Shaq's shit sold at Walmart and it's 20 bucks a pair for Shaq's. Shaq made affordable shoes for black kids. It didn't care about his name being known for a shoe because he is an awesome player and he'll always be remembered for that. Not in sneakers when the fucking world ends. It'll be the fact that Shaq made things affordable for black people. Shaqaroni, baby. Hello. I haven't gotten that yet, but I, I love that he's doing that. Shaq's my, favorite, awesome. Shaq's my favorite NBA player ever. He is awesome. He stands for things. Like, and he's the best. And he, he's, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt He's you. not afraid to be himself. And he's not afraid of being black. Well, he's so big, nobody can fuck with him either way. Exactly. But he also has a sense of humor about it, and he he's just my favorite. I love him. And you know what the crazy thing about history is? There's only a few shacks now. They were all shacks. They were all shack size. You know, like, they were huge. These men were huge. Evolution. Get off of him. Evolution has been really generous to us <laughs> like I'm a 5 foot 10 black woman with a you know I I would say and I say it with respect and also just pride now that I'm 32 I have a great body I am not aging and I don't do much work to get that the veganism is very helpful but it's also like 85% DNA because the women that came before me, they were the strongest ones in the fucking village. And I'm like super blessed to have that. You know, what a gift. It's like, we have special powers. <laughs> we're special and we need to be fucking recognized for it. The biggest of all the people, like the fucking strongest humans on this planet are black people. We still work for people that we know we shouldn't. But we do it because we have to pay the bills to live in a society that doesn't even see us as equal. And we're putting so much money into it. And time and, and effort and years of our fucking labor. There's no handouts when you're black. Black is not a crime. I think I'm going to put that on a jacket today. My friend gave me a white members only jacket. Like a big one, a men's one. I think it will be fitting. Because it's getting chilly at night. Oh yeah? I'm going to get a jacket to wear. I'm going to be outside. <laughs> I already know it. Inspiring young folks to vote. Register to vote. They have to. I see them out here, and I know they're just, like, really passionate, but they have to also do that kind of homework. Because even if 
it's obvious what's going to happen with California. But the, we have to do this in the midterm elections because look at our fucking governor. Look at our mayor. Yeah. They're they're a disgrace. Same and I'm really here. interested to see what they have to say about this shooting last night. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be some... And Trump better not come here and try to You know he won't. He's not brave enough to come to L.A. Of course not. That shit will be a dumb deal. Has he ever come to L.A. during his presidency? He's been here a couple times. But to where? Like Pasadena? Or like O.C.? Like, has he really come to L.A.? I doubt it. But if he comes to L.A. He's not coming. Maybe Beverly Hills. Maybe he'll sneak into Beverly Hills for a second, but... Lights out. There's always somebody watching. I don't... I'm proud of D.C. I want to give a shout-out to D.C. I want to shout-out Portland, Oregon for keeping it real. I want to shout-out downtown L.A. for holding it down. I want to shout-out all the people who have been making a fucking difference, who have been going against what their families and loved ones think they should do, and they're doing this because they believe it. First thing they probably have ever done that had any bit of rebellion is standing up for what they believe in these young people they never did anything like this I've protested before not to this extreme but they've never done anything like this and shout out shout out to all the people who are out here trying to make a difference and if you're not trying to make a difference and you're trying to be a hater you can suck my dick (laughs) (laughs) no time like, I'm not even able to like have a discussion with them anymore because I just have to just move on from it and accept the ignorance and accept that I can't save you. I'm not. I'm not like a savior. I, I don't I, think that's your work to do, really. I think that that's on that's on us. That's on white people that understand and that have access and family members who don't understand. Like that's where the work needs to be done. Because there's a cultural divide between those of us who understand and those of us who maybe feel weird about it because some of their identity is wrapped up in it and they don't know how to feel. Or they've just genuinely never had an experience with any black person, so they just know what they hear. And then they don't. there's a lack of information there. Right. And they're not going to seek the information. No, but you know what? It can work. It's a learned skill. Yeah, but even even ignorant people still have compassion. Like we're all hardwired to have it. Everybody cares about their family. Everybody wants to be happy. It's really hard to have that in this time, which I think is why we're having so much fucking craziness and why it's going to keep getting worse until we figure out some sort of balance. Which is part of the reason why I left LA because I could see that shit happening, and I was like, I don't know if with not being able to work, how I can stay here, you know, like I, I, well, and also if you have a place to be, that's not here, that is safe. Like, I think that I, (laughs) a lot of my friends who are transplants, it's really, I think they're lucky that they can go somewhere else, but I don't have any place to go. Like I have people that I like friends and like, you know, I do have places I can go, but I, like, this is home, so, like, I'm really attached to the city, and I don't want to see it burn down without my help trying to save it. And I know I'm not a superhero, but I probably am also one. 
For real. I keep being, I've heard from three different strangers this last week that I was born for this. People who don't even know me, like, personally. Like, they, we've had, like, That's one weird. little conversation, and, I'm, and they're like, you were born for this. You have, you have work to do. You're born for this. And it's really nice to hear. And it's really, um, I just have to get over the weight of it. You know, I have to get over, because I want my people to be liberated. I want to see black people. I love black people doing excellent things. Like, me too. I was in Malibu this weekend, and I'm like, at this fucking restaurant where there's not a lot of black people, I'm like, yeah, we are out here, and we can pay the tab. And you know why we don't tip? Because your service sucks when we come in the door, because you're already (laughs) judging (laughs) us. So, (laughs) it's a you Uh, problem. That's such a good point. It's a you problem. Why don't you start treating us like we fucking have money in our pockets? Why would we be here if we couldn't be here? Don't get suspicious. Like, I love Melrose these days because Melrose, since COVID and like COVID began, before COVID, it was still, it was like very street, but now it's very black. And I love seeing black people filling up these patios, these outdoor patios, having their mimosas, drinking their drinks, being fucking great, being excellent, looking great, looking sharp. There's truly nothing time. more fun than hanging out on an outdoor patio in L.A. Right, and we're like, it's fuck so y'all. Fun. We can spend our money where we want to. And you better treat us right, because if you don't treat us right, one person, it takes one person saying, oh, yeah, when I was at Sal's, someone called me this. Boycott Sal's. <laughs> Goodbye. Canceled. Like, so treat us right. We're putting money in your fucking pockets. And we have less money than you. <laughs> but still deserve great service, because that's what you're out there to we get. We deserve it. We deserve it. Yeah. You know, there's an experience involved when you're in Malibu and a blonde girl who you know probably went to Malibu High it's serving you your vegan burger that is yeah. not beyond meat that is a like a lentil patty you know <laughs> and also quinoa burger have, yeah I will also have the Malbec oh can you check the label I need to know who made it so I can make sure it's vegan she comes back okay thank you I'll have it mm-hmm Thank you for your service. It's nice to have. And it's like, it's not even a racist thing. It's just nice to not have to be the fucking servant always. Like, what can you do for me? That's why everybody, that's why everybody should be a servant at some point. In order to become an adult, you should have to be a server. You should have to fucking have that experience. You'll have a whole different perspective on life if you do. I truly believe that. Completely. Completely. It's something that you and I have done for too many years, but did it nonetheless. But you know why we're, we're able to do it? It isn't easy for people who can't do that kind of work. True. We do have a there specific people, skill set that's good for Like, I know my mom, for example, she was a server for, I think, half of a lunch shift in her life. Well, and she never could understand how I could serve. And I'm like, But yeah. she learned really quickly that that wasn't for her. You know what I right. mean? Like, and that's I good to know. <laughs> I could never work in an office unless Same. it was like VH1 or like, it's very specific. Even then, I, I feel like it, you could only last for so long. It would kill me a little bit. Yeah. But like, if I have a say in things, like I need to have a 
position. I'm not going to be doing Even if you anything. did, you still wouldn't be there all the time. You'd just be popping exactly. in and be like, hey, like, all right, let's go. Because then on Tuesdays at like 1.30 p.m., I show up at 2.30. On a Wednesday. <laughs> on a Wednesday, I'm like, sorry, guys, some shit went down. I do. I am grateful that if I tell people some shit went down or like, oh, some shit's happening, they know that I'm not bullshitting. You know, like I'm like, when are you ever? I had to go I mean, do this thing. I had to go be at this thing. You know, it's always something. It's a real. It's not like I'm not a fibber about why I'm late. I lie. I don't. I lie about very little in my life. And being tardy, I'm just like, look, all the fucking red lights were against me today. I had to blow my roll. I had to stop and sip my tea because I don't want to fucking die in the vehicle. That's real. So I'm not going to rush. How are you feeling about the audition? Is it- I'm feeling all right about it. It's just such a, such a role that I would love to play. I'm feeling really good about it. I'm really excited. Amazing actor. Yeah, so... I've been sending you all the positive vibes I have, just real hard, just like... mm, (laughs) Mind-melding that shit. I'm like, I'm already... My coach said, you're already 75% of what they're looking for. So, give me another shot if you like me. And you're talented, and you're coachable, and you're an artist, so it's like... That's all. Yeah, that's the like, other. That's the other twenty five percent. I'm doing this acting thing for fun. I'm gonna see where what can happen. This is also an art project, like all of the life. Like, hey, I'll look back and I'll be like forty five, and I'm like, damn. Remember when I was like thirty one and I became an actor, and I was like, was damn, fun. I'm gonna do this for my life. And I'm and I look back and I'm like, yeah, that's so interesting that you were like, like just willing to do it. Not discouraged. The only reason... I was definitely sh- shy in my early 20s. I would definitely have been, like, completely nervous beyond belief in an audition. Now I just go and I'm like, all right, let's do this. I'm not nervous, like, afraid to perform in front of people. I'm nervous for myself because I'm like, I have to get this right because I'm going to put this on myself. I don't give a fuck about the people I have to perform in front of. They don't intimidate me. I'm not afraid of them. I don't feel like they have any power over me. And I think that's what they like. I just, like, come in. I'm like, let's do it. You know, make a fucking star out of me already. Let's go. And I'm not going to be dancing around, prancing around, doing all this bullshit media that doesn't matter. I'm going to be about my fucking beliefs and the things that I think need to happen in this fucking world for us to survive. All these secret vegans. Like, you're a fucking chump. (laughs) <laughs> like you're a secret vegan. Oh, your movies. Oh, your who gives a fuck about your movies? You probably would make better movies if people if vegans knew you were vegan. Closeted vegan. But I mean, like, aren't all your favorite people multiple faceted? Aren't like, aren't they actor, director, comedian, or like singer, songwriter, producer, director? Like, so of course you're gonna dip your feet into acting of course you're gonna start we're gonna start a podcast like of course you're gonna have your post be posted by every by all those awesome tags and getting all that that exposure like of course that shit's gonna happen because it's real and it's genuine and you keep doing it and so and like that inspires me look back into the archives 
this bitch has always been black. <laughs> this is not new. Shit, if I can tell some stories, I, but I just, like, don't even feel like they're worth telling because the people are involved are just not worth the fucking headspace. But there are stories about racist, prejudiced moments in my life living in the 21st century where it's blatant, where I've been called a nigger bitch from someone in the car because uh, they thought I was cutting them off. They just were taking too long. And I'm like, look, I'm not here to wait for you. And I'm just like, oh, cool. I was like, I didn't know we were saying nigger still. You know, instead of like reacting the way she probably wanted me to act. I was like, oh, that's dated. I bet she felt real small. Yeah. You got to fight it with sarcasm. It's one of the best tools. It's one of my favorite things. It's, I love that about our culture. It's one of the... I think maybe Irish culture is the only one where it's more prevalent. Like, I feel like 90% of what they say is in jest, but... Right. It's, it's really uh, fun because it's like you can literally live your life being a sarcastic person. And, like, like when I say things, I'm like... It, everything I say is wrapped up with a fucking sarcastic bow. The wording is everything. The other day, uh, a friend of mine was telling me she really likes my wording. She likes the things I say. And I say, we have all the words here. We might as well fucking find the ones we like the way they sound. But not everybody has the words, though. That's then the them together. Well, we have them all on this device. True. There is access. Everybody has access to them now. That is very true. We have but a lot of people don't have the words. A lot of people, there's a disconnection I mean, the, between their the, brain and their mouth and their fingers. Like we, you see them. It's right. the it's that twenty percent that doesn't even, have an inner monologue. Yeah, people don't even know about the um, the lookup feature, like on your iPhone, where you can look up a word and then the fucking definition pops up right there. So like, get some new words. Flashcards. Be proud of yourself for being alive. True that. And fucking make a difference. Make a difference in somebody's life. Make a fucking difference. And even if you're feeling pain, don't put that shit on others. That's hard. Ask for help. Ask for help. But try to just be like, I'm recognizing this in me. I'm projecting something. What am I? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I sad? Like, I'll sit on a fucking... I'll sit on something for a whole day. I will just spend the day meditating on an issue or whatever it may be. Give it time. And then what happens? 24 hours later, I'm like, yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. It's not worth the time and effort it would take on you. It's not worth taking that time from somebody else. If it's the small stuff, just let it fucking roll off your shoulder, but keep a note of it in your fucking file cabinet in your brain. Just put it in there and remember it happened. And if you have to ever refer to the file, refer to it. But just, we have to try to be kinder to each other because this is a very sensitive time and people are very sensitive. I'm seeing people out here like tense as fuck. Tense as fuck and... Uh, there's a young generation who's not taking COVID seriously. They're, like, partying in the city and shit. And it's just, like, there's so much more going on, though. Yeah, I, I understand that point of view. But I also feel like if I was that age, I would probably be doing the same thing, to be honest. Like, 
Well, right now, I would be fighting for people's rights to live more than part. I would be like, okay, if I'm going to go risk my life. So if you think about it, like when you think about when we were 20, like I did not even remotely understand what was going on. You know, like. Yeah, you're, you're in a coma for 10 years. Yeah, so like imagine that, but instead of being having our 10 years being in the 90s in the early 2000s it's like what if you like when you were barely like 10 or 9 or whatever like 9-11 happens and then there's just a complete like continual deterioration of I just just can't I can't wrap my head around it really so I have some sympathy there but I also agree with you like we of course they need to we would like for everybody to be unified they've been locked up some of them can't even go to college now but they still have to pay full tuition though I understand I'm just like I'm like, kids, we got to start doing other things with our time so that we're making... I mean, I get it if it's like every now and then you want to have a good time, but like, we have work to do. We have work to do. Totally. I have a call I have to hop on okay. that, just try, that almost interrupted. No but, worries. Um, let's, cut it, let's cut it short, but call me whatever. Great, I like this episode a lot. Um, a few songs people should probably listen to right now. Um, <laughs> Paradise by the Temptations. <laughs> it's a good, uplifting song. Everyone needs to listen to "For What It's Worth" by Buffalo Springfield. It's an excellent song. Well. That's the one. That's the. That's the. That song could have been written yesterday. I love you. I'm angry I with you. you. I wish I could be there to go out with you. Please be safe. I appreciate yeah. you coming to me. I'm always here for you. I'm super grateful for you, my brother, because out here, it, I don't know, the loneliness is is real, and it's not even. Is loneliness. it killing you? It's, it's killing me. Yeah, I know. I need Sorry. to be more. I had to. I had to take Oops, it. I did it again. My loneliness ain't killing me no more. Also, listen to that song too. by Britney Spears. Also, listen to Every Time by Britney Spears. It's great. Exactly. All right. I love you, Tay. Right, bye. We'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye.